Rangers won this morning at PSV Eindhoven in the Champions League second leg, 1-0. So they won 3-2 in aggregate and qualify for the group stage of the Champions League. So the draw will be done later tonight slash early tomorrow morning. Uh, we've got Mossy coming up, Phil Moss in about half an hour's time as well. Now, in the AFL, last night the All-Australian team was named and we've got Croft coming up shortly. Uh, Callum Mills and Isaac Heaney were the Swans named in that All-Australian squad. Uh, GWS defender Sam Taylor was also named. And more good news for the Swans, Chad Warner, who's been sensational this year. Uh, he and his younger brother, Corey, as well, Corey Warner. So they've both signed extensions. So Chad Warner's extended for two years. He'll be there till the end of 2025 at least. So just keep building the Swans, churning them out, and uh, hopefully can get a win over the Demons on Friday week at the MCG and host a prelim final. After that, a couple of weeks after that. Uh, Clarky, this Tim yes. David. So the 2020 World Cup squad is going to be announced next week. Mm. And reports are that Tim David will be in the 15-man squad. Now, he is yet to play for Australia. He doesn't even have a state contract. And yeah. uh, he's been plying his trade in the 2020 franchise leagues around the world. I did see some of his stats uh, yesterday. I'll try and find He smacked them. it in the IPL. He has smacked it everywhere this year. The Pakistan Super League, yeah. the 100, the T20 Blast, the every competition under the sun has... I think he had the highest strike rate in IPL history even, mm. um, with a few obviously well, this conditions is the, this to This is that, the same but, conversation we had about um, who was the keeper uh, that come into the squad that started playing some 2020 cricket for Australia. Oh, I can't think of his name. And everyone loved him. Australian keeper, young guy. Oh, Josh Inglis. Josh Inglis. Yes. Same thing. It was hype around his short-form cricket, and everyone was really impressed. And unfortunately, he hasn't made the most of his opportunity at this stage. But the conversation around, do you pick specialist T20 players? So for someone like Tim David, for example, if you're going to pick him, then there's no room for Steve Smith. You know, that, that's that's going to be the conversation. At what stage do you cut yeah. the better player, the better all-round cricketer for a 2020 specialist? Gutsy making that call, in my opinion, for a World Cup campaign. I think, again, you know, an Ashes series or a World Cup camp campaign, Ashes for Test Cricket is the pinnacle, or a World Cup campaign is the pinnacle, I reckon, in, in the 2020 format and one-day format. So after that, mm. I think they could make that call. But are the selectors willing to make that tough call for a World Cup campaign? So it's going to be interesting. Um, you know, is, is that is that where is that where we're going to now? Where you're going? Nah, he's 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 in good form. He's just specialised in 2020 cricket. Mm. He's been playing the circuit and he's doing well. Well, we think he's the right guy to help us win the World Cup. Um, but he's done very well. There's no doubt about it. Can he, I'm sure he would want to play one-day cricket and, and test cricket as well. Um, so hopefully, a little bit like how David Warner come onto the scene. Started as a 2020 player and now been playing all three formats. Well, he was given the option, actually. He was about to be drafted into the Australian squad to play Sri Lanka. I think it's some T20s back earlier this year. And he declined. Tim David did. Yes, because he was like, well, I've got these contracts in place with these franchise leagues. And I don't even have a central, co you know, a contract with a... St so I, he, he basically made the argument with the authorities and was given the 
okay and all clear due to the fact, well, I've got to make a living here. Then if he's declined playing for Australia, then this kid should never be picked, in my opinion. I don't care what you've got. Nothing. In, again, this is, I'm old school, but this is, I'm clear as day on my view on this. Playing for your country is the most important thing. So if you're declining... Even in T20s, though, Clark? I'm saying in any format, in any sport, in anything in the world. But but that's the way I've been brought up. So even the discussion around, you know, EPL teams not letting their players go to go and play for your country, play football for your country, I, that's hard for me to accept because I, the, sports, the sports that I played um, and what was instilled in me as a young kid from my family was representing your country was the is the most important thing. So didn't matter. doesn't matter. 2020 cricket, one day cricket, test cricket, I would want. I would not be declining playing for Australia to go and play franchise cricket. I would not be doing that. If he has done that, in my opinion, then he, I, I'm not selecting him for the World Cup because I'm saying, hang on, mate, you got to, we gave you an opportunity to play against Sri Lanka to also see if you're good enough. There's a big gap between domestic and franchise cricket and playing international cricket, playing for your country. Let me tell you right now. I know millions of blokes that average 50 in Shield cricket or 45 in Shield cricket that couldn't cut at the international cricket. Yeah, but again, we're talking 2020 cricket. So what, mate? Playing for Australia in a World Cup, the pressure of that, you reckon, is the same as playing in an IPL token game, Bangalore versus Mumbai Indians? No way. Mm. No way. World Cup, maximum pressure, green and gold on. Are you kidding me? That's pressure, mate. That's playing sport at the highest level. And again, international cricket, you've got 11 superstars you're playing against. Not IPL, you've got four. Then you've got, you got Indian club cricketers, the other guys, or the, the other domestic tournaments around the world. BBL, what do they play? Two internationals per team, and the rest are... First-class cricketers from Australia or club cricketers from Australia. Don't tell me that's the same as playing a World Cup for your country. How's the singing coming along, Croft? Morning to you. I'll tell you what, I'm going to have to sing with the passion that Michael Clark was showing there, absolutely. Although, I will say, the NRL, I reckon there's players there that prefer playing state of origin than playing for the country. What do you reckon about that? Yeah, I think you're spot on there. I think yeah, because but, but in even, rugby leagues, yeah. very unique in that way. It is, but, but I'd like to see. I'd like to see the NR, rugby league or the NRL go back to prioritising international rugby league as well. Like I love. Remember the like Australia versus Great Britain. Yeah, on, the, like, the old Ashes not, tours, mate. You would yeah. not miss that as a kid if you watch mm. that on TV. That was goosebumps. Like I, I think we can. I think we can grow international rugby league. Get it back to where it should be. That's another. Oh, that's... Very passionate man. I love it. Fantastic. Yeah, that's another whole show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we wait till Loz is back oh, before we do that one? <laughs> Crawf, gee, we've got a lot to talk about with you. Let's start with firstly last night and the All-Australian team. What did you make of it? I, I saw, I'm sure you had a tweet the other day. You were blowing up about uh, Collingwood young gun Nick Dacos not making the squad. Mm. Um, but he was named the AFL's NAB Rising Star winner, which was no shock at all. What a, what a future he's got ahead of him. Yeah, absolutely. He was uh, yeah voted the best first year player, NAB Rising Star, and uh, no, I was just I just thought it was a bit crazy that he wasn't in the forty four. Yeah. Wasn't saying he had he definitely needed to be in the in the uh, All Australian team. But um, what what can actually happen with the selectors? And I know it's a tough job, but um, you know sometimes they go, oh no, we want to see some runs on the board. We want to see him, you know, have a good year and then back it up. But I'm like, 
the All-Australian team's got nothing to do with that. It's judged on how you go that year and what you bring to the table. You can have 20 disastrous years, but if you come this one year where you where you, you rack up the possessions and uh, you get plenty of footy, and he's been he's been unbelievable for Collingwood down back, Nick Dacos, just the way that he handles the pressure, his decision-making with his kicking. He takes the hard kicks, not the easy kicks. Uh, he tries to work through opposition. He's He's been an incredible player this year, and he's only going to get better because he's, he's a midfielder, and they've been using him down back, so wait until he gets in the middle. Maybe Collingwood can use him through the middle for the finals and um, give him a whole new look. But, uh, no, the All-Australian team pretty much picked itself. Tom Hawkins was... Um, was named captain, which is fantastic. A boy from Finlay, um, you know, a couple of good footballers out of Finlay and uh, a good part of the world up in the Riverina. And, um, you know, normally they go with a traditional captain, but he'd been in the team. This is his fifth time, so it was great to see him pick Paddy Cripps. Lots of new faces, you know. you got guys like Jack Sinclair from the Saints. Uh, Bolton from the Tigers definitely deserved to be in there. Mills uh, from the Swans, you know, I know... People are sort of going, oh, you know, should he be in there? You know, he definitely should be in the 44. But the role that he plays for the Swans um, each week, he definitely deserves to be in there. Maynard from the Pies. Charlie Kerner, who won the goal kicking. He's a first-timer as well. Um, Saad from the Bombers. Connor Rosie from Port Adelaide. So no doubt Kane Corns, uh, he was on the All-Australian committee. So no doubt he would have pushed hard for Connor Rosie. He was a, he was a really good player. Tyson Stengel, he's a story. That went to Adelaide, uh, got pushed out of the club, lost his way a bit. Uh, Geelong gave him a lifeline, brought him back. He's probably the lowest paid footballer in the league this year. And he's kicked 46 goals, um, sort of Batman and Robin. And if you throw another one in there with Jeremy Cameron, Tom Hawkins, Tyson Stengel, and Mark Flickstars. He's probably the one who plays all over the place. Uh, he's the most flexible player. And I was not talking about touching the toes. So uh, it was great to see him pick because, um, you know, you can always leave him out, but he goes and plays in the ruck. He'll go and play on the best on ballers. He'll go down back. He'll go forward. So it was great to see him picked. Croft, this sledge um, between Brisbane and Melbourne, um, poor Harrison Petty, uh, that brought him to tears. What did you make of that? Do we know more about it? And oh. man, it seems like it, it. Well, I don't know what was said, but it must have been heavy. Well, it, it was alleged. It was it was something regarding his mother. Yeah. But uh, but in saying that, you know, both both teams have been pretty guarded and shut up shop, and they tried to apologise there and then. And I think there's been a few phone calls back and forth. But yeah. I don't. Yeah, like it's. It's a hard one. I, I'm all for sledging. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I know everyone's saying, you know, we're going to take it out of the game, but you've got to get into the heads of the opposition. And Definitely. I'm sure it's happened on the cricket field all the time yeah, where course. someone walks out feeling good about themselves and a couple of balls in there thinking, oh, they start to doubt themselves. And yes, there's a line. We all agree with that. Uh, but I still think sledging has a place. Um, it's You've just got to be creative and and try not to go over that line. And yeah, I think apparently... the, I think once it becomes personal, though, Crawl, like you can say, you can yeah. say, I reckon you can say just about anything on a sporting field, but you you don't need it to go personal. Yeah, I tell you what, <laughs> and I'm sure we've all we've all like, don't worry, off cop the personal side, don't worry about that. But <laughs> I still reckon there's a no, yeah, I know, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, I still reckon there is a pl- like someone's family or wife or partner, like. 
I don't know, man. I never thought. I don't reckon that's okay. No, and, and yeah, obviously there's a line, and I, I think um, players and and teams they're all much better in that space. But you know, heat of the moment. Brisbane was so disappointing against Melbourne last week. You know, it was their match to get themselves into a top four. They didn't turn up. They were terrible. And um, there was obviously a lot of back and forth. And that's one thing Dane Zorko did say is there was a lot of back and forth. And mm. it wasn't like I just said something, you know, I definitely went over the line. But um, yeah, there was a lot of back and forth um, personal banter going on. And imagine the uh, the great Shane Warne. Oh. I can imagine Warney back in his day. He would have been one of the greats. But just sort of really digging it into the ribs and... Uh, and really getting your mind off the game, and that's why he used to get a lot of his wickets, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, he didn't miss you, Warney. If he, uh, <laughs> if he, if you were in his eyesight and he wanted to hit you, he would hit you. He could just but, back it up with a ball as well, which made him so dangerous. And he would do it with a smile, yeah. as well. So <laughs> uh, you know, even sort of wandering around, he'd say something that was quite offensive, <laughs> but he'd do it with a smile, and you're like, I don't know how to take him right now, yeah. but uh, I love it. But yeah. um, no, we've got this. It's AFLW starting tonight, but um, with their season starting. But the, the um, AFL teams are having the weekend off, uh, freshening up and ready to go. And it's a bit awkward because we don't like having that little break with the AFL teams. We like the momentum. And on the back of Collingwood Carlton last week, which was just unbelievable, you know, just under 90,000, uh, you know, and, uh, and Carlton losing in the dying moments. Um, you know, you just want footy in the finals to kick off and get rolling so you can launch in. So it's a bit of an unusual weekend this weekend. The coaching merry-go-round. Uh, so Alistair Clarkson does go to North Melbourne on a five-year contract. Ben Rutten sacked. Oh, Essendon, what about the turmoil there, Croft? And Adam Kingsley goes to the Giants. What have you made of all those moves in regards to the coaches? Yeah, no, it's interesting. Kingsley's been a, a great um, assistant for quite some time now, so it's good to see him uh, get his opportunity, and he'll he'll do a really good job. Um, you know, Clarko, he said he doesn't start until start of November, but um, he's already got his feet under the desk, and he's going hard, making sure he gets some uh, some new additions um, through the the draft and the trade period, and um, you know. So he'll he'll be definitely shaking things up, and then Essendon. Well, Essendon. Well, if uh, you know the, the supporters uh, for Rutten, um, you know who who backed him at board level and from a, a football uh, management point of view, they've all exited and uh, and and taken off, and now Essendon go in search of not only trying to retain some players because we hear that a lot of players are have had enough, especially ones that have been there for quite some time and they've been through, um, you know, the drug saga and then they've been through this period where they just haven't been able to, to get themselves going. I, I don't know if it's 19 or 16 years that they haven't won a final, which is just unheard of yeah. from Essendon's point of view. And not only that, Essendon, you know, when you look at premierships one, you know, they're, uh, they're right up there at the best. So it's, yeah, it's a very interesting time. They need to. They want a uh, a coach that's had experience, but the problem is a lot of them that have had experience don't want to do it, um, and that often happens. But you look at Collingwood last year; we thought it was a disaster. They had no idea what they're doing. They could be holding up a Premiership Cup in three or four weeks, so which is pretty amazing. So things can turn. Um, you know, I think once the media jumps on board and 
you know, you think the whole world's blowing up, but they can come through this. They just need to make sure they lock in a, a really good experience coach to come in and just get them back on track. And I'm sure they can be up there in no time. Looking forward to getting your tips for the four finals next week, Croft. Thanks so much. Hey, it might be all about the Swannies. The underdogs, the Swans are coming from nowhere to look out. Oh, bring it on. Love it. $2.80. I'm all over it. Thanks so much, (laughs) Crawford. See ya. Imagine the thrill of owning a runner on the road to qualifying for the Melbourne Cup. Well, that dream can now be a reality. With the Racing League, team captain, trained by Matt Kamani, it's firmed into $41 to win the Melbourne Cup, and it all starts this Saturday at Caulfield in the listed Heatherly Stakes, building towards that first Tuesday in November. The amazing thing is you can still buy your share of team captain and have a runner for the saming for the race that stops the nation. Uh, shares in team captain are just $260 and then $20 a month. Now, to get it yourself a share, this is the website you go to, owncupdream.com. Dot trl.net. That's ownCupDream.trl.net today to find out more. The BSB Grand Final Lunch is on again. Join the entire Big Sports Breakfast team in the Grand Pavilion at Rose Hill Racecourse on Wednesday, September 28. With the midweek Rose Hill Race Meet in full swing, the team will take you through an afternoon of big laughs, good food and good company as you mingle with NRL and racing royalty. Sky Racing's analysts will guide you through the Rose Hill card as well as preview Saturday's Tab Ebsen and do their best to send you home a winner. Tickets available now at australianturfclub.com.au. Good at this. Oh, mate, the reeds. Very good at this. Mm, just give me a piece of paper and let me loose. Brad right? Davidson's very good on the tip as well. Before yesterday. we go to Davo, what about this? What about this that we're watching on television? Uh, what is it? World's worst rig or something. World's worst <laughs> rig. Budgie smuggler. Uh, got a competition happening. What about that, Mido? Yeah. Me, you and Loz going in it. Well, put your speedos you two on. Would put me Davo, in Davo, he'll have a go with this. There's four of us. Pengilly, five. Davo tipped us two winners yesterday, Zoo Tiger and Arnold. Morning, Davo. Guys, I'd have a crack. Oh, i got no shame. And if you've seen, uh, you guys saw me in the Budgie Smugglers when we did that swimming competition where I absolutely whipped the likes of Laurie Davis. <laughs> down the pool. I can give you the tip. I've got one of the worst rigs going around. Oh, we'd go well, Davo. Are they getting They're getting a spray tan. tan. Oh, They're getting geez. a spray tan to have a crack at the worst-looking rig. Oh, goodness. <laughs> like it. Uh, Davo... One of one of your tips yesterday, Zoo Tiger. Uh, that's surely headed towards maybe a Golden Rose path. Yeah, that's what uh, John O'Shea was suggesting after the race yesterday, guys. Um, obviously, Dane McDonald took uh, bad luck out of the equation straight to the front, and the horse absolutely bolted him by around that four length margin. Uh, very impressive. We'll have to have a good look at the the figures and whatnot. But um, I believe likely to go to the Group Three Mink Dynasty there at Rose Hill on September ten, and then. If he shapes up to that race, then it's uh, all systems go towards a, a Golden Rose, so and maybe even a Caulfield Guinea. So look, he was super there. He's got a likable racing style that he puts himself on speed. He's able to kick off that, and um, I think he's going to only get better over a little bit further too. So John O'Shea saying things like that, you respect that because John's not the type of trainer that that sets big targets or, or talks about targets like that unless he knows he's got uh, a really nice horse. So. Um, he's a master trainer, but also he's yeah he's not one to make outlandish statements. So um, excited to see what Zoo Tiger can do after that uh, return yesterday. Davo always sad when you see a horse pass away. Unfortunately, another incident yesterday. 
Yeah, that's right, Clark. You count a rupee. Um, very popular horse from um, down there at uh, Kimbler, and unfortunately had a, a track wet incident there yesterday, and mm. um, sadly no longer with us. Um, lots of uh, heartfelt messages pouring through for obviously the the, the horse, the, the connections, and uh, the, the trainers obviously were very uh, devastated by it all. Um, you know, Robert and Luke Price, you, you wait a long time to, to get a horse of that calibre, and and uh, and for it all to be gone in in one day is uh, very very sad and um, yeah thoughts with everyone involved there and uh, thoughts of obviously with Counter Rupee as well um, yeah very sad news there yesterday Saturday the San Domenico Stakes at Rose Hill Garden race nine on the card final field declared yesterday and the track a soft six as it stands at the moment heading towards Saturday and best of Bordeaux the Golden Slipper runner up drew nine of twelve. For James McDonald and Casey Fogden, $2.40 with Tab. What do you make of the draw? Yeah, well, he's a little bit of speed inside him, Jared. there. Swiss Exile's got a bit of uh, speed. There's a couple of others that can, that can kick up inside as well. So we'll see how all that pans out. But uh, it's going to be fascinating to see what the market does with this galloper. Obviously, second in a golden slipper, we saw what he did prior to that as well. There's a little query on how strong that top echelon of two-year-old form was last season and how that'll translate uh, this spring. But, uh, look, he's clearly the horse to beat all the same. His recent trial was super. You want to see him come back and do it, though. Uh, there's plenty that haven't. Um, we know that. Uh, a lot of the gold slipper winners, of course, haven't gone on with it. He didn't win the slipper, of course. But, uh, yeah, look, it's a, a fascinating race. You've got those coming out of the rosebud. You've got horses resuming, those from Queensland. And it's a bit of a mixture there in the, in the San Domenico this weekend. So, um Yep, look, he's top pick for me. But um, again, you know, with a little reservation of coming back and, and really stamping himself as a as a very nice horse because will he lead? I mean, he likes to lead and roll along. But like I said, there's a couple of speeches inside him that's going to keep him honest as well. Thank you, Davo. No worries, guys. Phil Moss coming up shortly. Second test starts tonight at Old Trafford, Clark. England, $2.05. South Africa, $2.80. The draw, $4.50 with Tab. South Africa won the first test by an innings and 12 runs. Now, Ben Stokes has a doco coming out on Amazon. And he's extremely vulnerable about his uh, battles with mental health, and particularly like his anxiety as well, and uh, how he's been linked been dealing with the death of his father mm. in recent times. But uh, just a stat I saw with England, they're so tied to the performance and we know how much of a talisman, of course, Ben Stokes is. But Joe Root, when he doesn't reach 50 in either innings, mm. they just simply don't win. Yeah, he's been there, really. He, he's He's been their uh, number one batsman for four, five, seven years now. Uh, and he's in good form. But, uh, the, I don't understand the doco thing while you're still playing. Ben Stokes' story is phenomenal, and it will be great to watch. But I don't understand, particularly if you've had mental health concerns, why why you would why you would do that while you're still playing. I, I would feel that would be more appropriate. Like even Warney's doco, I don't know if you saw that. It was yeah. unbelievable, and I'm so happy he did it because for years he was, oh, I'm not going to, I'll do it, or I don't know if I want to put my family in that situation, or, you know, I'm sure there was people that wanted him to do it but didn't want him to do it. So, but I'm happy he did, but it's a little bit like a book. I think you've got to wait till your career's over. I don't, I don't know if he... Well, I'm gonna. I'm interested to see how Stokesy handles the feedback that comes with it as well. Like the Tigers doco that they did, man, I just couldn't comprehend why you would put yourself in that situation. 
didn't help anybody. Mm. And yeah, I don't know. But but again, Stokes is a wonderful player. He's a good fella, and his story is phenomenal. So people, I'm sure, will be able to relate and understand. I love that he's been vulnerable and been honest. Um, I just you know I I just ask, would it be you know well time will tell if he says maybe I should have done this when I retired rather than in the prime of my career. Uh, for anyone interested, Ben Stokes, Phoenix from the Ashes, it's called. Exclusively available on Amazon Prime, and it comes out August 26. So, yes, that is tomorrow. A Mossy docker. Imagine that. <laughs> what, Mossy, what's your, what's your highest high and lowest low in your, in your years to date? Give us the best thing that's happened to you and the worst thing. Heavy question. Uh, are we talking personal? I'm talking whatever you want, buddy. Can be on the field, off the field, whatever your highest high is. Well, I don't know how you go past the, the birth of your children yep. as a high. Yep. Um, might sound cliche, but uh, for those of us who have been through it, we'll understand it. Yep, for uh, sure. I agree. So, that, yeah, that definitely gets the green stick. Professionally, probably uh, <laughs> the one and only goal I scored in my uh, in my professional career for Northern Spirit, North Sydney Oval, Sydney Derby against Mark Love it. Um, that was a good night. Did uh, you win the game? Oval packed out. Yeah, we won the game 1-0. Yeah. Oh, the only goal. Even better. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, that was a, a great... Just a shame it was against um, Marconi. <laughs> I loved oh, Marconi. Um, and uh, the lowest low, gee. Um, look, I'll, I'll go with, um, you know, being publicly sucked is never fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so, so probably the Mariners' experience in the end was, was up there, but... Um, also, when when I was representing Australia at the uh, the Jewish Olympics, the Maccabee Games in Israel, and the bridge collapsed and we lost oh, four, uh, four Australians in yeah. 1997. Yeah. So horrible. Uh, yeah, that was that was a, a, a big low as well, but a great learning experience. Um, you know, out of tragedy, you've got to take the silver lining, and um, there were some some really big uh, learning experiences out of that. Was your brother there? He was, was. He was on the bridge. He was too. Yeah, yeah. he was oh, one of the first God. to hit the water, and. Um, yeah, um, it was a horrible experience, surreal. Even yeah, if I yeah. think about it now, they've just had the 25-year anniversary. Um, I went over there in Israel because the Maccabee Games have just been on. So, um, yeah, again, thoughts. Uh, I'm sure we'll have some listeners uh, tuning in who mm. were impacted by that. So uh, thoughts go out to everyone who was impacted 25 years ago. Wow, Amazing. that's gone quick. Manchester United 2, Liverpool 1. I've been copying torrents of abuse, and rightfully so. So, (laughs) look, the fans... Mostly from me. Incredible. (laughs) The fans... Man United fans protesting big-time pre-match as well at an interesting edge to this game. Uh, Obviously protesting against the ownership and the direction of the club there at Old Trafford. But uh, then they got on the park and were just too good for Liverpool. What do you make of it? And what do you make of both these clubs going forward, particularly Liverpool now? Yeah, well, that's right. Well, let, let's, let's start, Mido, which is unusual for us. But let's start with Manchester United um, rather than Liverpool. And could it have been a player who was sitting in the stands that actually helped them get over the line? Uh, Casemiro, uh, their new signing. Uh, they've signed him for £60 million. Pounds, uh, which could go up by an extra 10 with add-ons. Um, this guy comes from uh, Real Madrid. He's a, he's a defensive midfielder. He is a leader. He's a warrior. Uh, he dictates the tempo of games. Um, he's won everything there is to, to win three La Ligas, five Champions League titles at Real Madrid, um, three Super Cups, etc. The list goes on and on. Um, a 500-game career so far. 30 years of age. So for a defensive midfielder, he's at a fantastic age. 
will that be enough to salvage and, and get Manchester United back to where they want to be? I still think there's deep-seated problems at the club and they're going to take a lot longer. It was a great result for them, no doubt. Um, my phone was going off very early in the morning uh, from all my friends in England who hate Liverpool and love Manchester United. Um, but I still think there's some really deep cultural issues that need to be um, ironed out at that club. Um, and, and by the way, Eric Bailey's uh, on his way out on loan to Marseille. He's been at the club since 2016, Ivory Coast International. So he's on the in the departure lounges, Casemiro's in the arrivals. Liverpool. Um, I called it out a couple of weeks ago, Mido. I don't know if you remember, but the, the game against Crystal Palace when um, Luis Aha scored, and I said there was a real lack of intensity in what we did defensively around stopping that goal. And then and then Sergio Van Dijk, when he defended Zaha in the box, and I said that, for me, was just a snapshot of where we're at at the moment. There, there's an attitude problem. There's an intensity issue um, with what's happening on the pitch. And for me, that's mental, um, not, not physical. So um, I'm sure Klopp is working hard on that. But this is a horrible start. No, no winning three. Um, there's no way to sugarcoat it. Tell me about Mossy the um, Ronaldo situation. So he gets, what's he get? Four minutes or six minutes the other day against Liverpool. Surely that he can't stay at United and play those minutes. He's either got to, he's got to be on or he's got to be out. Yeah, that's that's right, Chloe. That's what you would think um, for sure. But the, the the stumbling block is the transfer fee and the salary demands. Um, you know, there's been some big clubs, mostly all of the big clubs, uh, not just in England, but in Europe, have knocked him back and said, no, we're not interested. Um, so he's kind of backed himself into a corner. And as I said last week, for me, and I know Champions League is, is probably his motivator for, for, mm. for going to a club that's in the Champions League, but I think he's at a perfect age and stage of his career to go and make a difference in an MLS or you know somewhere in Asia or something like that where you can really make a difference with his profile and, and earn the sort of money that he wants to earn, of course. But um, with his profile, he could make a real difference to the game in the parts of the world where it's just it's, it's not a religion. Mm. Um, so like what like, Beckham did in America. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Beckham, Iniesta. Um, you know some some famous names of uh, yeah. done at Pele all those years ago. Yeah. Um, with the Cosmos. So. Yeah, I, I think that's where his career's at, but who am I? <laughs> who am I to judge? But you, you would have laughed at this, Clarkie, the other morning. I don't know if you saw it, Mido, but um, just before the Manchester United-Liverpool game, the commentary team was down on the pitch and it was Gary Neville, it was uh, Roy Keane, it was Jamie Carragher, yeah. and Ronaldo was warming up. <laughs> Brush Carragher. Well, completely brushed Gary. Fair enough, too. Uh, oh. And said g'day to Gary Neville and gave Roy Keane a hug. Yeah. And Carragher uh, was just left doing... Uh, yeah, yeah chin up, Carragher. Oh, <laughs> chin up, mate. Is United grubs. Mate, messing with Ronaldo, please. Carragher's not as good as his left boot. United grubs. Oh, my God. Anyway, <laughs> more importantly, more importantly, Mossy, I hear there's an Aussie ref in the EPL. <clears throat> Jared Gillette. Now, he was referee of the year multiple times in the A-League. And then all of a sudden disappears, hangs up the whistle here in Australia and disappears to England, starts refereeing in the championship. Now, the other morning... Unbelievable. ...touted as the game of the season so far. Granted, we're still new into the season, but plenty of games have been played so far. Um, he was in charge of, Manche- of Newcastle, Manchester City. Um, and it kind of flew under the radar, but there was that big decision 
on uh, Kieran Trippier with the red card. So that was Gillette giving Trippier the red card, and then it was overturned by VAR. And um, and Gillette put his hand up and went to the sideline, looked at it and said, no red card. Um, but that was a fantastic game of football. And the referee, for me, always plays a role in a fantastic game of football because you don't notice them. Mm, yeah. And uh, that flew under the radar, but I wanted to call it out. Yeah, love it. Mossy, the Champions League draws tonight, isn't it? In the early hours tomorrow morning. And Celtic and Rangers will be there after Rangers beat PSV this morning. But what a moment for Ange Postacoglu to watch his side, which is now 36 games unbeaten, be put in a group, who knows, with. It's a long way from managing, what, the Whittlesea Zebras and South Melbourne, etc. <laughs> Absolutely. How good is it? Awesome. And, and, you know, this was one of his... Uh, well, it, it wasn't the main reason of, uh, at all for bringing Harry Kewell in next to him, but it certainly was one of the ingredients. Um, Harry having the experience, having played in the Champions League. So a wise move by, um, by Ange, but you're right. Well, this is a proud moment for him. It's a proud moment for for all Australians, really, who, who follow any any code of sport because to have an Aussie manager in the technical area during the Champions League, the, the greatest club competition on the planet, um, is going to be remarkable. Yeah, that is tonight in uh, Turkey, in Istanbul. That'll be taking place. And uh, just back home as well before we get your Premier League mail, Goose Hitting set to reunite with Graham Arnold. I'm sure this wouldn't come cheap just for one game, but great to have a goose back uh, around the Socceroos before they head off to the World Cup. Yeah, this is fantastic. I had a couple of chats with uh, with Arnie about this on our recent uh, trip away, and he was really excited. It was just an idea that he had. That, you know, we're, we're celebrating 100 years of the Socceroos, and um, you know, what better way to to do that in Brisbane against New Zealand? Um, you know, our trans Tasman rivals. Um, with the first coach to qualify us for the World Cup in 32 years, uh, alongside the first Aussie coach to qualify us for a World Cup. Uh, sorry, to take us to the World Cup. Qualify us and take us to the World Cup, I should say. I don't want to disrespect what Ange did, of course, but Arnie's the first to actually qualify us because the World Cup that Ange took us to, the team had already qualified, and then Ange qualified us and didn't go to the World Cup. So there's the distinction there. But I think it'll be a fantastic night in Brisbane, Puss, uh, you know, should get the keys to the country. Uh, he did remarkable things back in 2005, six. Uh, he's a great storyteller, so I think he will really inspire the players on their um, on their path to getting selected for the World Cup. Busy league, uh, busy league, busy week coming up in the Premier League because they've got a set of games over the weekend. Then there's midweek games next week as well. So, what are you going with, Mossy? So much to talk about. Just before I go to the multi middo, James Johnson, ah, yes. FA CEO, re-signed a contract extension uh, overnight. He's uh, been in charge since 2020, um, overseen us getting the Women's World Cup, of course, and the latest uh, World Cup qualifying campaign of the Socceroos. So he'll take in now the uh, the World Cup in Qatar, the Women's World Cup hosting uh, co-hosting with New Zealand next year, the Asian Cup in 2023, and then the Paris Olympics 2024. So some good news there. Stability which is what we need. Let's get to the multi. You ready? I am. You sure? Because this is going to be fast-paced. Go for it. I'll try. <laughs> Brentford. Brentford to beat Everton okay. at home. Chelsea to beat Leicester at home. Coachless. Thomas Tuchel has been banned for a week for, for that uh, coming mm. uh, forward to forward with uh, Antonio Conte. So Chelsea will have to do it without Thomas Tuchel. Uh, Newcastle to beat Wolves away. 
and Arsenal to beat Fulham at home. Okay, there's your four-legger. Brentford, Chelsea, Newcastle, Arsenal. That four-legger, $9.83, Mossy. We yeah, tap. A little boost, so you could get that just over 10, couldn't you? A little boost, a little multiply. I'm sure That's you'll get it. there. Mate, thank you so much. You have a great weekend. Good on you guys. Take care. Got one for you, Clarky. A Guinness you. World Record. Now, a bloke at the British Motor Show, who's a stunt driver, mm-hmm. has broken the record for the... Gee, there's a record for everything. The tightest parallel park in an electric car. The tightest parallel park in an electric car. In so his electric mini, he's squeezed into a spot 35 centimetres longer than his car. And at pace. At pace. Now, the same bloke, he also did the like most the most donut spins around a motorbike performing a wheelie in one minute. Oh, he's got some time on his hand. On his hands. Uh, he's he's appeared in like top gear, etc. I'm showing you the How do you practice the, the park, though? I'd imagine he's got that wrong a few. Like he's So he's got two minis oh in front God. and behind. He must own all three minis, I would imagine. And he has just slotted that in wouldn't, at pace. Like would, I, I, mean, I wouldn't well, mind him parking would... in Woolies for me because it's always hard to get a spot there. <laughs> he could just squeeze the little Mercedes into the... Look at that. Like a glove. <laughs> yeah, that's very good footage. That's a lot of practice, I reckon. All right. wonder how he goes with the reverse park. <laughs> if he's as skillful, but, yeah, I'm not sure I'm fitting. I just want to have one go and see how no. much damage I do. Yeah, that's what I'd say. You'd like oh. to think he owns all three of those cars, so if he hits the front one, it's on him, or the back one, it's on him. But, yeah, that's a um, that's like a glove. On the Kosciuszko Tour from the, the Golden Soldiers it. Club, Dave Stanley, morning to you. Morning, guys. Uh, morning, Pup. Morning, uh, Loza, Mido, Jamie. Um, Loza's yes. not here, mate. Loza's He's not here all day. Well, didn't know he wasn't <laughs> uh, because we've been out and about this morning. You've been um, eating been... Sang Choi Bao. What about that photo you posted? Uh, Was that any how good? good? How good's a bit of country Chinese? Was it how any good? different to city Chinese? Uh, no, well, when is... was the last time you had Chinese in, in the city? <laughs> I, I, haven't, I can't tell you because it's all... Different. You Remember are as a kid, right. That's all it was. It was all just Chinese. Every country town has a great Chinese restaurant. Yeah. It's just one of these strange things about Australia. Mate, every suburb in in Sydney has a great Chinese restaurant. What are you I talking disagree. about? No, I disagree. Tree, with mate, you, you ever been? You ever been to Cabramatta? Oh, I yeah, that's they're the mate. best Chinese but on mate, the planet, mate. What? So I've got to, better I've got to go Chinese than in China. I've got to go to an hour to oh, from where I live. Oh, like, what, what, where you are now is less than an hour from where you live, is it? You had to no, get on a what plane. I'm saying is, what I'm saying is there's, it's the only option really here. It seems like, you know, every country town we go to, that's the number one option, whereas we've Love obviously in the Chinese, city have a lot of options. Love what is your go-to, pup? Right, if you were the Chinese right now, what would I'd be your st- go-to? I'd go uh, fried rice, Mongolian lamb, salt oh, and Mongolian pepper lamb. prawns, yep. uh, chicken and sweet corn soup. I don't mind a few spring rolls either. Yeah, the springers go good. What about the dim steam dim seams? No, I don't necessarily need them if I get spring no. rolls. But Chicken the Mongolian cashew. lamb, fried rice, and salt and pepper prawns are my go-to every time. Szechuan beef. Oh, know? Szechuan chicken. Mongolian chicken. lamb. Yeah, yeah, Mongolian lamb. And remember when it came out as a kid on that real? Oh, that probably still the does. Sizzling plate. Yeah. The sizzling plate. Don't touch the plate. Yeah, Dad used to say, plate. "Don't touch it." And you always stick your finger there just to double yeah. check. Hundred. Yeah. And it'd just be all it would be would be lamb. Green capsicum and onion, I just remember. Steamy. It. Yeah, it and tastes good though. sizzling away. Uh, so we are in Goulburn. No, we're not, we're not, we're not on the Chinese uh, food tour. Junk we are it. on a Kosciuszko Cos- tour. And we're at the Goulburn Soldiers uh, this morning. So if you are around Goulburn, 
and you want to come in and, and uh, there's some little prizes and some stuff up for grabs from our friends at TAB and from uh, the soldiers as well, pop down and say good day. Racing HQ will be here uh, live until 12. We've got a couple of live guests today. Uh, we've got Kurt Goldman joining us. Of course, Kurt has uh, Irish songs, which he's looking to target to try and get in the Kosciuszko. And we're going to chat with Danny Williams. What a ride Danny went on, of course, in the autumn with Shelby 66. And we, sure, we saw Shelby uh, had that little track gallop or that trial recently when Goulburn races were on. So we'll chat with Danny not only about his potential Kosciuszko horses, but also what's happening with Shelby and what the, the spring ahead looks like. So beautiful part of the world. We're off to Wagga tomorrow morning. We've got, uh, we're have got at the William Farrow tomorrow morning, and we're going to be doing the same there, where if you are around Wagga tomorrow, I'll be popping into the venue because, as I said, there's going to be some things on your tab app that won't be on your tab app if you're not here. Some special offers. That's all I can sort of say. But I suggest if you're buying Kosciuszko tickets, you come down and say good day. Give uh, us a few more food photos. Like, I want food photo from each town. You want town. food photos. Well, yeah. mate, Whatever well, you eat tonight, give us a pic on your Insta. Well, yeah, okay, right. Eh? So you so want to? You if want you the go to steak and veg at the William Farage, whatever you go for, yeah. well, just give thinking... us a snap of it. Because it's Friday night footy, do you go the palmy tonight? Well, and what about whatever you just feel on, like. Whatever you feel what about, like. You know when your phone, <laughs> how about this, boys? You know when your phone listens to you? Well, they, they don't say it listens. But you know how it's sort of, when, when you're obviously having conversations and Facebook, the ads come up mm-hmm. and those things, those sort of suggested things. Mm-hmm. Mate, I was scrolling through this morning and like the first thing I see is palmy prices are going. They're all just these food uh, yeah, food ads, so I don't really know. It's because you went to St. Joy Bow photo last night. <laughs> that's a good thing or a bad thing, but have a, have a good day, gents. You too, Enjoy your Thursday. And good, good on Loz, hey? Good yeah, on Loz good for on, turning up today. Good on Loz. <laughs> He's just enjoying it. We'll see himself. you tomorrow. We will see you tomorrow, see you. boys, uh, from Wagga.